Hello. Hey, did you hear? It's the 5th of January. It's the 5th of January. It's January 6th Eve. How are you? Are you celebrating privately tomorrow for January 6th? I'm not. I'm going to have a big party on the air. Might even pack a hookah. Oh, the darkest day. It's the darkest day in our history. Are you not? You're not acknowledging it? What are you? How unpatriotic of you. Anyway, tonight is going to be a great one. It's Thursday, so we're moving right along. And we have a really interesting guest, uh, a guy I have been waiting to talk to for a while. He's actually uh, friends with my brother already, these uh, musician pr producer types. They all know each other somehow. But I've been waiting for a date to have Toby Wright on the show for months now, and we finally got it all worked out, and it uh, I think he was going to be on with us back in October or something like that, but here we are, we're doing it in January, and it's always the perfect timing when it finally happens. And uh, he's got a tremendous career, we'll go through that a little bit, but it's more so what he's doing now uh, in, in more recent years with the time that he has put into developing uh, sound frequency modulation technology to help people uh, achieve achieve certain levels of, um, I don't know what you would say, spiritual fine-tuning, physical healing. We've talked about healing frequencies and the human body. Uh, we've, we've talked about, uh, I mean, what do we talk? The uh, intention experiments of the past, whether we are on Dr. Emoto's messages in the water or anything like this, somatics. This has all been a part of the show, and we might even go to an old but always relevant blog post that we published on the blog on QuiteFrankly.tv in the second half after we're off the air with uh, with Toby Wright. But there's so many cool things that we'll be able to get out of the way this evening, and in fact, in including a couple of personal questions I have about some of the artists he's worked with. I know he's worked with Metallica, especially on that fabled and Justice For All album, which has, obviously, it's one of the greatest metal albums of all time, but it, it would definitely be the greatest if it weren't for some problems with the the production, which has become a meme for Metallica fans. So I want to talk to uh, Toby about that because I think that's interesting. That'll be a, a really great behind-the-scenes kind of a uh, picking, poking kind of a thing, prodding. I'm not that big of a prodder. I just ask. Whatever I get back, I get back. So uh, I want to thank my sponsor tonight, BlueMonsterPrep.com. They are putting together more uh, packages for this audience than ever before. I'm going to be getting some more information on that from them soon. But uh, giving away a ton of things for people who go and shop on, on the site with the Quite Frankly promo code FRANKLY. That's on top of getting all of your, your shipping taken off the top. In the bottom, I guess. Free mugs, thermal blankets, fire starters, all that stuff. But it you need to go and take a look at bluemonsterprep.com and do a little shopping. At least do a little prioritizing. In February, I'm going to get myself this. In March, I'm going to get myself this. At the end of the year, after cobbling together a little bit of everything, all of a sudden you realize, wow, if the lights went out and the heat is off, I have enough here to make sure that I'm at least going to survive for a month. 
And then maybe a year after that, God forbid, uh, or, or God willing, nothing else happens where you have to dip into that. You could do the same thing over again. Then finally you have five months worth of stuff. Who knows? Little bits at a time. You need to. It's insurance that you can actually hold on to. That you can eat. Insurance you can eat and drink. All right. All right. Tomorrow night I'm keeping my calendar clear so we can do some other stuff. I don't know if Matt is going to be by, but either way, it'll be a nice Friday evening as it usually is. And then next week, tons of great things, including the return of book club next Wednesday night. I can't wait. And on Tuesday night, on Tuesday night, I'm going, what, what, what night is Tuesday? Tuesday's the 10th. So Tuesday night, I'll probably be ending the show about 20 minutes earlier as well, because the band is getting together and we're plotting out some music work of our own for the year 2023 at whatever reasonable slow pace it may be just giving ourselves some goals some workout goals something that'll keep us uh feeling like musicians that's all that really matters so it'll be good to get together with them tuesday night i'll tell you how that all goes because part of what we're going to be plotting out is live streaming nights over here where we go live on the network and other sites and you guys can we'll just jam or we'll find a way to get the audience involved at home and have good stuff with like that all right uh I, we also have something from the demar hamlin situation with the buffalo bills apparently he has regained consciousness the reports coming out are that he is neurologically intact so no brain damage alert and asking questions although he seems to be communicating by writing the questions down for now and what i have also seen is that they say that there's no reason why he wouldn't be able to play football again one day i don't know about that one if i were he i i think i'd just be good at that point he'll have no shorter than a mile long list of financial suitors after this and um and of course, the first the first question I would write down after I woke up was, "Why? Can we get to the bottom of why?" So I, um, I'm so happy that he's awake. It's good to get a win somewhere, and and there you have it. Now, as far as winning goes, it's not happening for Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> good, you bitch, Kevin McCarthy. 10 we he just lost the 10th straight vote vote round the vote count i don't care after 10th failed vote for speaker punchbowl news's jake sherman reports that a deal between mccarthy and his opponents may be close that is the worst news i can hear about this worst news i can hear worst news i saw a, a headline somewhere today it said is this the end of maga because Donald Trump is foolishly putting all of his all of his endorsements behind this guy. And uh, it's like, no. No, it's not. Trump's on the wrong side of MAGA with this one. 100%. What the hell about this poser, Kevin McCarthy? This poser swamp rat. What about him is MAGA? What, what about him is MAGA? We're going to go from a $1.7 trillion voting spending package, whatever, to 1.4, and that's going to be conservative? To hell with this. To hell with it all. I don't care. I don't care at all. And then you get this craziness 
out of people like, well, I don't know if it's craziness. He might just be trying to stir the pot for some conversation on his brand new social media platform. But Elon Musk goes and says this, Kevin McCarthy should be speaker. Subtle, but I am beginning to suspect opinions differ on this matter. If not McCarthy, then seriously, who? As if that's the real question, which it is not. You see, this is when I don't know if Elon Musk is just playing dumb or if this issue, like other issues, has suddenly moved into another one of his blind spots. I don't know. We all have blind spots. We all have lanes that we usually don't drive in, and sometimes it's, it's a bit confusing. If not Kevin McCarthy, then seriously who? Well, there are 435 members of the House, and then there are over 300 million Americans. Uh, obviously, you have to be a certain age, so maybe not 300 million, but you get what I'm talking about here. You get what I'm talking about. I can pick at least 25 people from my personal life who are better suited and by rule eligible to be Speaker of the House because as everybody should know out there, the Speaker of the House does not actually have to be a member of the House of Representatives, which is why I also usually say when situations like this comes up that as long as he has breath in his lungs, I nominate Ron Paul. So, uh, but this is really not about seriously who, because there's so many people that you can pick out of a hat who would understand and be able to very clearly go through the motions as speaker, uh, as speaker, and to also have the constitution and its very basic set of rules and very basic and limited enumerated powers in mind. It's a very simple thing. Okay? You can go to anybody. It is not a matter of who. It's a ridiculous question to ask who else but Kevin McCarthy. It's a matter of how, once again, we are being reminded in a very serious way that all things, especially on that level of government, are preordained. And those things, Kevin McCarthy in this situation, never serve us. Never do anything to serve us or our basic interests. And our basic interests should be to be able to live a life as unencumbered by government as possible. Especially government that is run hundreds, if not thousands of miles away where they do not know you, your family, your local community, and what's best for you. That's why it should all be localized. And we were designed to be localized. This is all a lie. It's all a lie. And the only thing I'm really upset about is that, I mean, I heard that staffers, I heard that by house rules, um, which are set to each new Congress, now they are frozen. Staff won't get paid. That's fantastic to hear. Um, but members elect will still get paid. So anybody who just, anybody who just won an election but has not been sworn in yet, they'll still get paid. That's, that's sad. I don't think any of them deserve anything. So... I don't think they deserve anything. And uh, and if you needed something else to, to, uh, to throw back at Elon Musk as to why this is a bigger question as to who could possibly be better than the poser, Kevin McCarthy, and say, oh, he's, 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 he's uh, negotiating. He's negotiating. He's negotiating. He's, he's trying to, we're trying to see what we can get out of him. I mean, what more do you want from him? What more do you want from him? He, he already, you remember when he promised weeks ago he already promised weeks ago that he would read the constitution 
he would read the Constitution out loud to an empty room in Washington, D.C. What, what, you wanted more than that? He was going to read the Constitution out loud. Wow, this poser. So just to be able to show you that it's not about who is better than him, here's Fox News or Fox and Friends calling the 20 people who have some kind of integrity in the House of Representatives and don't actually want to do the same thing all over again, maybe give it a shot at least for some good television. You know, with somebody other than Kevin McCarthy, obviously things aren't going to change, but or not drastically, but maybe we'll get some better television that we've had the last couple of years. Here they are calling the 20 holdouts insurrectionists. Ways to get around this and try to come together today at, at noon. Right, but here's the thing: if you pick Jim, just how insincere the insurrectionists are—we might probably shouldn't use that word—the people that don't want to vote for Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't. You maybe shouldn't use that word, you idiot. Then there's Fox and Friends, no friend of mine. And then you have uh, what you call it—the the where is he? Do I have him in here? I don't. I don't have the the clip of the neocon pirate from Texas, Dan Crenshaw, calling this terrorism. He said he, he likened this, he, this is terrorism. So insurrectionist terrorism being, being lobbed at 20 people who don't want this, this neocon rat who's just, uh, you know, it's just tale as old as time. So it's not really about who's better. And I'm glad. I'm glad that this has been dragged out for a long, as long as it has. And if we're lucky, it'll be August soon, and there still won't be a speaker. That's when we'll really know that we've been lucky this year. I hope it goes on, but I don't know if we have that good of luck. One thing I will say is this, though. I thought for sure that in April slash May, around Easter time 2023, we were going to get the, the sequel to Passion of the Christ. I was positive we were going to get the resurrection this year. Where did I go wrong? I just saw this headline that was published on uh, worldofreal.com yesterday. Here's the headline. Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ Resurrection shooting. They're going to start shooting in mid-2023. Where have I been getting this Easter 2023 release date from? Because uh, we've talked about it many times. It was one of the things I've been excited for, to see what Mel was going to do. It's been a long time coming. This is written by Jordan Rumi. Long time coming, but I'm hearing Mel Gibson will finally be shooting The Passion of the Christ Resurrection in a few months. A late spring production is currently being eyed with Jim Caviezel set to return in the role of Jesus. The sequel to Mel Gibson's 2004 mega hit, The Passion of the Christ, has been ruminating in development for around 10 years now. I did not know that. The original made $612 million on a scant $30 million budget, making it one of the most successful independent films of all time. Gibson has been hard at work on the screenplay with Braveheart screenwriter Randall Wallace. There have already been six drafts. Resurrection would focus on the 24 hours encompassing Jesus' passion and the events that occurred three days between his crucifixion and resurrection. That is what I... I am, I am so, now I wonder if it's going to be almost like a, I hope 
that it's one of these revolving things because I would love to see the imagery that Mel comes up with. One of these alternating things where you're going to obviously all the apostles and you know hiding out. They know that the that that this is this is big. Their 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 leader, their beloved leader is gone now, and they they must be scared to death. They must be in hiding. They you know secret knocks on the door. I would love to see a revolving, rotating kind of a storyline between them. And whatever kind of battles in the netherworld Jesus is going through in the three days prior to the, the uh, I almost said it, I almost said it, the insurrection, the erection, the resurrection, too many actions around me these days. I, what, I would be so curious to see what kind of imagery Mel would come up with for the underworld scenes or the purgatory or whatever the hell it is, hell. I would love to see that because I know he can do it. That would probably be haunting and awesome. Oh, oh, if it goes there, it'd be so nuts. That would be so nuts. That would leave a mark. That would definitely leave a mark. But I'm so pissed off. I thought that this was going to be coming out this year. I thought we were going to get it this year. Now they're about ready to start shooting. Man, all right, well, uh, I wanted to put that on the record. Oh, another word, another news, according to the Daily Mail, uh, Vladimir Putin is terminally ill with cancer again, and his death is coming very fast, says a Ukrainian spy chief. So he'll be dead again in the next couple of months. Of course, uh, I don't know what that means, if they're preparing the heart attack gun or something. I'm sure he's safe, but we, we'll see. We'll see. We've been getting this uh, every month at a certain time for the last almost a year now, the invasion is almost a year old, or the special military operation is almost a year old. And here's a guy who's gonna have some problems for uh, a little while. A husband, a Thai couple, had a unique Christmas Christmas experience that had made headlines around the world. A husband stops for a bathroom break on a trip and then forgets his wife and drives off 100 miles without her. On December 25th, Boon Tom Chaimun, 55, and his 49-year-old wife began driving through the night to her hometown in province of Maha Sarakam so they could ring in the new year with her family, the UK's Daily Mail reported. During the long drive, Boon Tom Chaimun stopped by the side of the road to take a quick bathroom break. Unbeknownst to him, his wife also hopped out of the car to relieve herself in the nearby woods. When she returned to the road, the car was gone and she realized that she was stranded in the middle of nowhere because she had left her bag in the car. The wife had no phone, no money on her, so she began walking, hoping to find help. After she hiked 13 miles, uh, the wife eventually came upon a police station in Cabin Bury around 5 a.m. So she pleaded with help and apparently her, her husband thought that she was still sleeping in the back. And it, it, took, it took him 100 miles to check back there to see if she's even moving around or whatever. So, I mean, they eventually got together again, obviously. But, boy, he's... Um, doghouse? Is there a doghouse small enough? <laughs> oh, if I did that to Lauren, that wouldn't be good. Thankfully, she sleeps up front in the passenger seat. 
So there's no missing her. All right, with that all done, it's time to kick off the show, and I can't wait to bring on our guest of the evening, Toby Wright. I have to do a little bit of a table setting before we get into this, so don't go anywhere. In fact, share the show far and wide. Please, if you are watching, there's there's seven places to watch the show right now. We're soon to be making it a 10 or 11, but if you're watching on YouTube or on Rumble, then it takes nothing to click the like button and please do so. If we have over if we have a, a thousand people watching on one place or another, there should be at least 800 likes there. It takes nothing, it costs nothing and it helps the show in amazing ways. It wakes up the channel, it gets people who are already subscribed knowing what we're doing and it actually suggests the show in some small way on YouTube but in a huge way on Rumble. It suggests the show to people who don't even know who we are yet. So Help us get it out. Help us make 2023 huge. Like the show. Like, 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 and share it out there. We'll be right back. You tune in at your own enjoyment because it is the best show since the beginning of time. It has technological advancements and a more sophisticated approach. But like every great awakening that has preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is a friend and truth is essential. You are now entering, quite frankly... Now take off your pants. And jacket. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! show is over now it's ready for the full show no more pre-show okay so um as you all know and as i and as i say every night if you want to contribute to the show if you want to get some thoughts onto the record but you just don't want to wait online for a call then you can always send us a super chat there's rumble rants there's gold pills on foxhole uh which is on quite frankly tv there is Rockfin Tips, and there is, quite frankly, superchat.com. It's a universal uh, program, a universal website for everybody, no matter where they watch, and we'll be able to get your super chats in. So, on a night-to-night basis, most nights, I should say, we are always talking about the human condition in some way. It's just a little bit too, I don't know, banal 
to just do the news and just stick around there. I it just it doesn't doesn't do it for me. I usually use the news in some kind of a way as a launching point, a launch pad for other conversations that go a little bit deeper, slightly off topic, or a launch pad for some jokes that I really like to crack on certain people or whatever. Um, that's just really what it is. It's about the human condition for the most part. And we are usually talking about the mental, the physical, and the spiritual, and then the behavioral cycles that we can actually track throughout history. And that comes with, with that comes understanding how we as a species tick. We know some stuff, a lot of stuff has been hidden from us, other things have become obscured. And tonight, we are going to be jumping back into the topic of frequency and sound and music. And if music can soothe, even the savage beast, then our guest this evening can tell us a little bit about that in a big way. Toby Wright is an award-winning music producer who has not only worked with some of the biggest musical acts on the planet since the early 1980s, but in more recent years, he has invested much of his time into unlocking healing and restorative powers of the human body through sound frequency modulation. And... I can't wait to talk about all that stuff. We have plenty to discuss, and I hope that we can get much of it in in the time that we have allotted to us. But I have some of his bio over here that I'd love to read from his website, tobywrightmusic.com, which I have linked in the description of this episode. While attending NYU in 1979 for his Bachelor of Science in Psycho uh, Psychology and Audio and Electronics, Wright landed his first industry gig at the world-renowned Electric Lady Studios as a runner at a whopping $5 per day. The real payoff was, of course, his opportunity to yet again soak in his surroundings, which just happened to give him access to such illustrious engineers as Neil Kernan, Hugh Pagdam, Michael Frondelli, as well as meeting Sal Greco, whose maintenance team Wright would eventually join. Wright thought... If I know how to fix something when it breaks, then I surely will be able to operate it when it's called upon. Electric Lady also gave Wright his first glimpse into the delicate balance needed between an artist and himself in order to achieve the best possible end result. After all, music is an extremely personal thing, so getting to know an artist personally and how to treat him would provide vital, prove vital in adding to the overall performance on sound recordings that he would do. Now, what are some of those? I guess I had to get some of these on here. In 1982, Wright finally had his fill of the New York scene, as many did at the time, and went to L.A. So, while working on the construction of One-on-One, -on -One, this is One-on-One -on -One Studios and, uh, and Village Records, the only other engineer left the project, which left Wright as the sole engineer for the facility. This means that he would be the only engineer available to assist on artists, including Sammy Hagar, Kiss, Cheap Trick, which are, which are the, the Beatles of Japan, Damn Yankees, Michael McDonald, and Hart, as well as Fly Solo sometimes, which uh, is exactly how he landed his first engineering and production credit. The manager of Canadian glam metal band Brighton Rock, Heard Wright's demo session with the band and asked him to produce them on their next spot. Now, this is the one I need to talk about. Through the rest of the 80s, Wright continued to do maintenance and assist, working closely with producers like uh, Mike Klink and Ron Nevison, 
1987, Clink chose one-on-one -on -one to record Metallica's And Justice For All album, but he and drummer Lars Ulrich did not see eye-to-eye, -eye and he left the project. Now, leaving right as the right in the right place at the right time, he continued to work on the album while Metallica brought in another producer, Fleming Rasmussen, giving Wright engineering credits for the album. Now, I'd love to see what Mike Clink and Lars didn't see eye-to-eye -eye on. I wonder if it was the bass the fact that Lars did not want any <laughs> any bass guitar in the album. From there, Wright produced and mixed and or engineered artists including Korn, Slayer, Seven Dust, Fishbone, uh, Queensryche, Ozzy Osbourne, Corrosion of Conformity, Three Doors Down, The Wallflowers, Kiss, and yes, Alice in Chains and more Alice in Chains. So, uh, but being so technically minded and so personally aware of the sheer impact sound has, Wright was continually experimenting. In 2007, he created his sound healing technology, Tomhoms. It is a conglomeration of sine waves at different spe uh, specific frequencies, mixed in a certain way as to promote restoration of the mind and body. It is healing specific that can be altered and blended in different ways to target specific il illnesses as well. Quote, everyone I have shared this technology with has given me positive feedback, Wright comments. To date, Tom Holmes has become a website which has three levels of sleep depth and 10 lullabies for kiddos, 16 titles of sound healing, and four titles of high-performance tonalities to help you through the day. Well, I got to say, there's a lot here to get started with, and, uh, and I, I mean, I, I just want to jump right on in. So I want to welcome aboard to show right now. Uh, Toby, are you there right now? Oh, wait, wait, hold on. It's connecting still. I should have brought him in two minutes ago, knowing how Zoom has been with us lately. Toby, you there? I am here. Can you see me? I cannot, yeah, I cannot, go. cannot see you yet. There you go. How you been? Hi. It's wonderful to have you on finally after all these months, and, uh, and it's great to see you. Oh, I love the background, too. Thank you. This is a new studio I have up in Michigan. So I'm up in the control room. I've been working with a, a local band over, over here. So we're just taking a little break so I can join you. Well, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful backdrop. And I, and I got to say, um, we were just reading through your bio a little bit. Anthony, my brother, is actually in the other room just having dinner right now. Maybe he'll pop in and say hello. I know you guys already know each other. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. Metallica. Let's just start there. Um, uh, top three favorite bands of mine, probably the, my favorite band, um, but it is so cool and interesting that you were there for any portion of the Injustice for All album, and even cooler that you were around to see Mike Klink and Lars Ulrich not really see eye to eye on things. I'm just wondering what went wrong, because this is an, this is an album in Metallica fan circles that has become a little bit of a meme because of the... The, the, how the, how thin the production is and how the bass guitar was completely excluded from the entire thing. This uh, I'm just wondering what the eye-to-eye -eye was not, uh, what wasn't happening there. Well, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, man. Um, it, you know, I think it was, uh, I think Mike was a little bit shocked at how Lars wanted to record the drums. Uh, he had, I, I don't think he'd ever recorded drums like that before. Um, and Lars was taught, you know, like the harder you hit the drum, the better it sounds. 
So you can imagine with the velocity of Metallica's music that, you know, he's got a pretty strong upper body, right? But he's not going to stay in perfect time for, like, say, nine minutes of, you know, like the Justice song, right? Yeah. The song, Man, Justice for All, is like nine minutes long. So, you know, we had to do a bunch of chopping and editing and things like that. So he would play as hard as he could for as long as he could. And then we would, you know, we were on two-inch analog tape. So we would stop there and, you know, cut it in and do it again and do it again and do it again. And so I don't think that Mike was down with that type of recording process. Um, and so that was the that was the whole crux, I believe. Oh, he just wanted Lars to be the metronome that he is famously not. Uh, that's what he wanted. He, he's very, very, very famous. He's a great businessman, a great arranger of music, Lars Ulrich. But as far as uh, a, a technician on the drums, that just uh, he probably peaked in uh, with Injustice for All, but it was that was it. Anyway, I'm not going to have was, you. That was okay. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that. That's the only you know thing that I can remember about why. You know they didn't they didn't get along see eye to eye on the recording process. Okay, all right. Because I'll tell you, if you go into any Metallica uh, video on YouTube, you go into the comment sections, you'll invariably you'll see somebody that says, "You know what the problem with this song is? You could hear the bass." And it just go it goes on. It, everybody's always referencing the bass gang. So I thought it was going to have something to do with Jason right. Newstead. All right. So you said something there that also brings me to. Another question I had for you, career-wise, career before we get into all the sound technology stuff, and well, the, the sound healing, but you've been in the right. game since the 80s, uh, early 80s, mm -hmm. and you've witnessed right. some of the most dramatic transformation of sound technology since, I would say, Thomas Edison recorded Mary Had a Little Lamb on his little tinfoil phonograph. That transition... <laughs> that you were there for from analog, like you were just saying, cutting tape, reel to reel, into what we now have where everything is digital. It's put producers and small st uh, studios out of business. It's made getting signed to a record label almost obsolete these days. What, what, would you, what, would you, what do you think about the way that things have really changed in the last few decades? Uh, I've embraced it all. You know, I've, uh, looking this way, I'm looking at a bunch of analog gear um, here in the studio. And, you know, I just kind of incorporate everything that, you know, I know um, to make great music, right? And to get great tonalities and great sounds. Um, and, you know, digital is just a great way to capture everything. So it preserves exactly the sound that you have. Where analog tape, you know, kind of, it, it, it had a way of shaping the sounds a little bit, right? It mm. would warm it up and, you know, do some things to it. And then the more you use that piece of tape, the less, you know, all the high end would fall off, right? So, you know, recording guitars and vocals and things like that, you know, became a little bit cumbersome because you had to overdo the top end. And then when you, you know, went to mix it, on the other hand, then you had to add a bunch of top end so you could get that crispness back. But that also adds noise, right? So, you know, you didn't want those noisy things. So I, I, you know, embrace both the analog and the digital technology now and, you know, just kicking butt here in the studio. By the way, I just wanted to show you that this is the, the band that I'm working with. Their name is, oh, there's a ring light there. Their name is Frame 42. They're from here in Michigan uh, out of Lapeer. Um, and uh, they're doing an amazing job 
Uh, we tracked 14 songs in five days, wow. and they were uh, putting some touches on the overdubs. So they did a, re a lot of rehearsals, and you know they're really, really doing well. I'm very proud of them. 14 songs in five days. They uh, that you, you have to rehearse a lot. I, I'll t I'll tell you yeah. as a uh, as a drummer, Anthony and I we've been we've been recording and, and playing in bands since we were in, in high school together. And he's actually the, we're, we're the only I've never played in a band where it wasn't with Anthony actually. But as a drummer, I can't stand studio work. I can't stand it. I would rather be on stage. It, sca it scares the hell out of me. I can know a song frontward and backward, but it's almost like white coat syndrome for me, where I go into a, a, a doctor's office, I know I'm totally fine, but it's suddenly I'm convinced that I'm sick, you know, just because I'm at the doctor's office. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. No, I give him credit. I have a fever. I have a fever. <laughs> That's it. 14 <laughs> tracks in five days. I want to hear that when it's done. Please link me to it. That would be wonderful. Um, I certainly will. So well, well, I, let me just ask you this one last question on the analog. When was the last time you cut tape? Oh, God. Uh, well, it's become so expensive, really, um, that it's been about 10 years or so since uh, one of my clients asked me to, to record on tape. Okay. So... It's at least ten years. Wow. Well, t ten years is still a lot, a lot more recent than most people would say. I, I would think, but, um, but yeah. this brings me the more to the more uh, interesting and modern. Actually, it's not that modern because the technology, the concept, goes back a long way. But when did you become introduced to the concept of sound frequency as a healing mechanism? Ooh. I got into a car accident in 07 or so um, after coming from uh, a record production uh, meeting. And um, I had bad nerve damage to the right side of my body. And, uh, you know, I went to the West, all the Western doctors and Eastern doctors even. And, you know, people identified it as, as nerve damage. And I was kind of numb all over, right, all over this, this entire side. And I was very frustrated by it. And all they wanted to do is really was give me pain pills and things like that. So... Um, you know, I took to the internet and which was, you know, 2007 internet at the time and, you know, just started Googling what's wrong with me and how do I fix it and so on and so forth and ran across this thing called sound healing, which I'd never heard of before. And I just started researching it and, you know, went down the rabbit hole. Um, and I had a studio at the time in Woodland Hills. So I was living in California. Um, and I, you know, went into the studio after much research and just kind of, combined a whole bunch of the, the technologies that I was reading about and frequencies that I was, you know, reading about and what, you know, they're supposed to help you do this and do that and, you know, and just researching those frequencies. And I decided to put together something that I could listen to. And so the first thing I did was gather all the frequencies, um, you know, put them into a Pro Tools session and make something. And the first thing I made was, it sounded horrible. I was like, what is that? Ew. Then I had an idea. What if I mix that a certain way? Would it, would it be more pleasurable to listen to it, and would it affect me? And it did, um, and it, it was a lot more pleasurable. And I came up with a formula for how to, you know, how to make it listenable out of the, you know the 24 to 36 different uh, frequencies that I was using, and found something that actually helped me uh, heal the, the, you know, the right side of my body and the nerve damage. 
And and that was just through um, headphones, or obviously you're in a studio, you'd be able to get surround sound on on, on most things. You'd have really wonderful immersion uh, therapy therapy sessions. I'd have to imagine with the sound equipment you have. But uh, for the average person, right. it, would it be uh, headphones or or a, a stereo? Yeah, um, you know, headphones are the best, actually, the best way to do it, um, you know, because it's so close to your to your head, uh, you know, and you can and you have perfect stereo with the with the earphones. So I guess the best way to, you know, I, I have a company called Tomes. You mentioned that earlier. Um, and so we, we have this uh, a sleep technology that I put, you know, together. If you go to Tomes.com. Uh, you can find the three levels of sleep that we engage in, and then there's a whole bunch of healing uh, frequencies as well, uh, just conglomerations of sound uh, that I call the tonalities, and there's all kinds of different ones up there. There are 16 of them, and I have lullabies, and I also have uh, some high-performance technology uh, that will help athletes and so on and so forth. So is the high-performance stuff, because this is where I want to get into the weeds a little bit here, is the high-performance stuff a little bit more pulse-based, because when I th when I think of um, there, I don't know if you know you probably know this. There's a large and growing number of people on the internet, especially namely on YouTube, who seek out ambient music and 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 soundscapes for concentration, for sleep, for meditation and prayer, for mood regulation. And what they're looking for is usually, I mean, we can get into the frequencies there, but that's a little bit more wave-like, and it's a little bit more uh, you know organized in a long ambient kind of a song soundtrack. But when I think about someone like Royal Rife, who, or, or any of the other pulsed um, electromagnetism uh, devices today that actually help athletes with either soft tissue or broken bones or anything, that's usually pulsed and ticking, things that you can't hear. So, um, right. Is is that what you're doing uh, when you take the approach for both like a athletic application as opposed to people who just want to regulate their mood a little bit? Mm, yes and no. Okay. Um, the the approach is more for the high high performance stuff is more to kind of speed up your brain um, and have you make decisions quicker and easier mm. um, as you can as you consider all of the facts that you know about a decision that you have to make then your brain can sort through them easier and quicker. Um, and so athletes like race car drivers, for instance, right? They're putting their life on the line every time they get in that car, right? And it might be really exciting for you to watch a NASCAR race or a Formula One race, but at the same time, those boys are going out there and, you know, they really are living on the edge because, you know, one false move at 200 miles an hour and, you know, you're going to be vaporized pretty much. So, you know, you need very, very quick response. Uh, when it comes to things like that, and the, and the high performance area of what I do is is geared toward you know elevating the brain and making it have decisions quicker, right? And conversely with the sleep, right? That'll slow your brain way down, uh, down to the you know two to three to four hertz range, and where we enter REM, which is where we heal. And so, you know, the average person who gets eight hours of sleep an evening uh, only stays in REM for about 20 minutes. Uh, if they're lucky and so uh, given that i was a little when i re learned that i was a little flabbergasted and i was like well what if I, you know what if i can hold you down in rem for say you know 30 40 50 60 two hours three hours am i going to heal more so my theory is that you know if i can do that then in that case 
you know, you will heal faster and, and as you sleep. So, okay, so I got, I got two questions on that one. Number one, I totally understand what you mean uh, by by athletics now. Because I, I was thinking it was athletic injury, but you're talking about preparing the brain or conditioning the brain for more uh, quick game-time decision-making and, and cognitive um, reaction. That makes total sense. As far as the REM, the, the REM sleep, um, have you any... Have uh, in all the years you've been doing this now, have you been able to mark w- any kind of progress or success in keeping somebody in a REM cycle for longer than twenty minutes and actually seeing increased healing that almost is miraculous? Seeing healing that was miraculous, yes. Um, I have a, there's a few case studies that I've gone through um, with some of the people that you know came to tomes. Um, and you know, one was a, uh, 23 year old female from, um, from Canada who her mom was friends with a partner and she, uh, you know, she came to me, she had anxiety. They didn't know what to do. Um, you know, she had really bad anxiety. And so, um, you know, she played tomes for her and she used it every night and every day, actually both day and night. Um, and her anxiety and depression disappeared. She was able to sleep. She was able to then hold a job, so on and so forth. And then <laughs> her mom went away for about a month. Uh, the, ch- the person didn't listen to it anymore. And they had the same issues when the mom came home. So she put her right back on it and boom. And like within you know three days, she was back to going back through the cycles. So there's something to be said for, you know, the, the brain learning, you know, the, those frequencies and how to get around the depressive cycles and, and the things like that, that are really, um, what's the word debilitating to a lot of people. I, and I think that is going to be, um, that's going to become a part of it. Another question I have for you in, in, in a little while from here was we're talking about frequencies because, uh, when I was saying before where there's a huge and growing number of people who are looking for these soundscapes on video services and, and platforms like YouTube, what they're usually looking for is anything that is conducted within, there's a, a number of frequencies, I'm sure you know them all at this point, but the most popular people are looking for is four, 417 and 528. And um, right. th- this opens up a big conspiratorial can of worms as far as, People who are always trying to um, hamper and hinder the progress of mankind and keep people a little bit more in a free-floating state, uh, a state of free-floating anxiety, a little bit more malleable, a little bit less in control of themselves, because it's been long uh, since claimed, depending on who you want to go and, and throw it at, um, that the 417 hertz used to be the standard in music and somewhere along the line it was deliberately changed to a little bit more of a discordant 440 and um, I, w- I was wondering what you can tell us about that I uh, can tell you a lot actually um, actually it's not 417 it's 432 um, which was the original um, standard reference standard for a um, and so it was uh, there's there's a few conflicting um, sources that say that you know the Vatican and the Church changed it from 432 to 440, and then there's also there's another channel that says that the Rothschilds and the elite 
changed it to be, you know, less, uh, it's about the humanitarian part of it, right? So if we are more in sync with everything, then our health is going to be better. Um, and apparently with 440, it's not as, you know, as, uh, in sync as you'd like to be. That's not really the word I'm looking for, but, um, you know, when you have a symbiotic, uh, wavelength, then your, your body just feels better. Right. And, and you're able to heal easier. And it's a lot, you know, when they changed it from 432 to 440, that a lot of musicians and instruments didn't feel right. Right. And so we've gone, uh, I think it was changed in, oh, was it 07 or, or 1912, somewhere in there. And so it's, you know, it's been over a hundred years. So we just accept it. Right. But now, like you said, there's people that are going back um, you know, on YouTube and things like that. I actually, uh, with Frame 42, we're recording this record at 444, which is a, a little bit sharp of 440, right? So, and that's where, you know, the resonance of the instruments and the resonance of your body and say 528 is the C natural in that scale. So, at, but at 440, um, I believe it's like 515 or 514 or something like that, which is not as uh, symbiotic to the body as 528 would be. Uh, as far as 528 goes, I, I had to write this guy's name down so I didn't forget about it because I've read his stuff and heard his talking over the years. His name is Dr. Leonard Horowitz. Do you know him? I don't know him, but uh, I know of his of work. Him. Is. He wrote this book, as I'm sure you know, and this, but this mainly for the audience's edification, on the 528 frequency. And in this book, he claims, and in many of his speeches too, that 528 is the only number uh, whereby its position on the electromagnetic color spectrum is the same as the sound spectrum, and that frequency in, in its perf in its perfect form, because it's this this meeting point of both sound and light, that it actually has the power to alter or restore a person's DNA. Like that's that's how that's how impactful he talks about that particular frequency right there. Right. Well, it, it's the truth. Hmm. So <laughs> there, I mean, there's a lot of frequencies out there that have like all you as a human being have a frequency and overall frequency as the earth does as everything does and your organs have different frequencies as well so you know the theory is that if you can get one of your organs that say you have a you know a spot on your lungs or something if you can get the, your lungs to vibrate at the correct frequency um, then that spot will disappear and you'll then become healthy. Same with liver, same with your, you know, your pancreas or whatever, right? If you, and the vibration is such that if you can have it from an outside source, that it then will become healthy. I'd have to imagine that if you go back to what you were saying about the the woman and her and her daughter with in, in stuck in that depressive cycle, that uh, a lot of people we are all, we are all just bathed in radio frequency every day, whether it be from cell phones, uh, Wi-Fi. There's probably so many things that we are just bathed in. That that must be a major contributor that is underdiagnosed. Uh, by far when it comes to contributing to depressive cycles and just feeling out of sorts. Um, what, what do you, how do you, I mean, obviously it's, there's a great opportunity to try to negate that when you're going to bed and you can surround yourself with um, a, a properly tempered room and some of your binaural kind of uh, uh, soundtracks there. But how do you go out into the world? It must be nearly impossible to go out to the world and really shield yourself from what is just being splayed 
all around. You just have to deal with it while you're out there, or is there anything that a person can do to almost like, uh, I don't know, neutralize their field when they're outside of their home? Wow. That's a very deep subject because, yes, they have, they sell all kinds of crazy fabrics, um, you know, that you can actually make clothes out of that will repel these things. Um, you know, but currently I don't think there are any, you know, manufacturers out there doing that. And, yeah. you know, for the reasons of political gain or something like that. I don't, um, I don't know, dude. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. What, what do you know? Oh, oh, what I will say is this, uh, Toby, that um, regardless, we know that the application of these concepts, they got to be pretty powerful because they've been studied very closely by the CIA. Uh, I mean, I remember in 2003, we talk about it because I feel like every eight years it goes viral again. People discover the declassified um, uh, papers on how the CIA was studying the Gateway experience at the Monroe Institute and all this, and uh, and, and they specifically wanted to, dis to, to take a look at what binaural sound waves were doing to induce deeper levels of healing, of focus, but also lucid dreaming and out-of-body experiences, too. Um, I, I, you and I spoke a little bit. I know that you've had no out-of-body experiences, but do you know anybody that has had these kind of frequencies take them to places they didn't expect, like outside of themselves? Mm, not that I know of. Um, you know, I've spoken with people who have used my technologies in their, you know, just they just just tell me about themselves in the healing process. Um, I have not had anybody, you know, come to me with an astral uh, story quite yet. Um, I don't know that, you know, if there is one to be had with with what I am doing. Right. Um, so kind of hard to say. No, that would yeah. I, I wouldn't think that just listening. I mean, there's there's entire programs that were built up around that. So I'm not, I'm not saying that that's what your stuff would inadvertently do to somebody. But I know that some people um, they they use sound as a way to I don't know enhance their astral travels. And I was just wondering if you knew. But you did bring up something about the band that you're working with and how they bands musicians they'll make decisions about creating music and certain frequencies. And I was wondering about a band's decision to do that. If they're gonna be writing a song that, that resonates on a healing frequency like, you know, 528 or or 432 or anything that we we're that you were saying before, is it a matter of chord progression or 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 the difference between minor and major scales does every instrument have to be tuned differently or is that all something that has to be achieved in post-production um you, you really don't want to do it in post-production because that you know the artifacts that digital processing leaves behind um, will be quite apparent to the ear but um i think that it really you know you want to it's it's a tuning reference, right? So A440 is, you know, all the guitar players and piano players and all the string players out there know what I'm speaking of. When you say A440, and you know, that's what your tuner, your reference is. So once once you have your established your reference, then you have to tune all your instruments to that reference, right? And then all, everything will sound beautiful. So we picked 444, um, actually the bass player, asked me a question one day he said hey do you, you know can we explore 444 i've been looking into it and you know it sounds very interesting um and so you know i asked him to do a bit more research make sure that's what they actually wanted to do because it takes a you know it 
we have to tune all the instruments, whether we use keyboards, guitars, you know, the, the vocalist has to, you know, kind of think a little sharp. Um, her muscle memory has to be a little bit sharpened um, to be perfectly in tune. And it, it, every single instrument that we put on there has to be tuned to that reference. I, I, you know what I should have done, Toby? I should have gone and I should have grabbed music, different examples of music that are in 444 or something that's in a little bit more of a discordant, um, I don't know, uh, disharmonious frequency to actually, because this is something you can definitely feel. It's no doubt about it. It's like, it's, you know, you can just have, it's when you, when you hear two singers that are just not quite there and there's just something a little bit weird about the whole thing. Um, I have heard so many, um, so many different soundscapes on YouTube. I see a pages and pages of 444 over here. I just wonder when it comes specifically to healing, uh, it, if it's somebody with insomnia or if it's somebody that has shingles or God forbid cancer, um, how do you go about or how have people, because I know that the entire frequency um, the spectrum has been mapped and diseases have been matched. How do you find, or does one go about finding a frequency that is going to, to be integral in destroying or correcting one condition or another? I personally have used uh, Royal Rife as a, uh, a reference point, if you will. He did a lot of... Uh, uh, healing and building of machines back in the, you know, in the turn of the 18th and 1900s. Um, and he had machines that, that, you know, subsequently got destroyed and taken away because they were very, very powerful. Um, he, they cured cancer, uh, all of the, you know, the shingles, the, all everything that they were, you know, between him and his light therapy and his uh, sound therapy, then he was able to pretty much cure everything, which left Big Pharma in the dust. Big Pharma didn't want to do that, so they kind of canceled him, as it were, um, unfortunately. Now, years and years later, we're still you know, going back to that technology because it's still, it still, it works. We're human beings, we vibrate, everything on the planet vibrates, and it's a, a matter of vibration. And so, you know, when you get the correct frequencies, uh, that you can hear or that your body can hear. And it's all about, you know, your body hearing and then healing. So this is really, um, there's no there's no directory or anything like that that, uh, that shows, oh, th these are the frequencies that have been uh, matched more, most effectively with leukemia or with, um, you know, malaria or something like that. It's just more so you have to... Uh, the, the, uh, there are. Oh, there are. There, there are those. Yeah, there are those references uh, in Royal Rice work and in uh, Solfeggio work, and there's a whole bunch of other guys that was, you know, around that same time in the 20s and 30s that were researching this stuff. Their research is still out there. Um, you know, you can go through it and try to figure it out. It's not just one frequency, though, Frank. It's you know, one one frequency might help you, but you know, all the sleeping stuff and all that nonsense on YouTube with like uh, you know, 432 and 512 and so on and so forth, and it, they're broadcasting one maybe two frequencies. That's not going to really help. 
in my opinion, um, because I found that, you know, in order to, you need to have something like binaural beats in order to get your brain to sync to that, to come down to like two to three hertz, because we don't have anything that can replicate two to three hertz uh, in the world, right? You're, you're a human, you hear from 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz, right? And if, you know, people don't know what hertz are, they are uh, cycles per second, right? So, you know, one hertz is one cycle per second. And up to 20,000 hertz is 20,000 cycles per second, right? That's way, way high up there. Only babies can hear that. And anybody who's been around for more than five years probably is about 17,000 hertz. And you keep going lower as you get older, um, just by human nature. So a bunch of the frequencies, when you put them together, then I found that they have to, they have a lot more effect um, in the way that you use them and by creating these binaural beats uh, with different frequencies that can help your brain sync to different to, you know, if I wanted you to sync to three hertz, for example, I might have a thousand hertz in one ear, whoops, and a thousand three hertz in another ear. And so you're going to hear a thousand in one ear, a thousand three in the other, and the resulting middle tone is going to uh, be a three hertz pulse of that thousand hertz. That that has always been one of the more interesting things about binaural beats. As I was listening to, uh, as I was reading reading about the basics that I know, is how each ear is getting something different. And I never, uh, obviously, I knew that there was a method there that had to have been figured out a long time ago. But how that works in actually stimulating the brain in that way, um, it's it, it's interesting. It really is. And now that you're saying that there should be almost a combination of frequencies instead of just one or the other that's um yes that's something else yeah two i mean binaural takes you know it, it takes at least two right so you know it, it, to create that third that, that third frequency that you would hear what about complementary habits um you, you obviously if somebody if the problem that somebody has is all sleep related then you you want to just be able to have this around you at the time you're going to bed and 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 whatever but is is there anything else that i mean uh, uh, trying to lead as healthy a life as possible is always a is always a help but is there do the the frequencies do all the 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 heavy lifting on their own or is there are there daily habits that really should be nutritional habits is there any kind of uh minerals or or anything that should be taken a look at um uh in a nutritional sense or daily activity should people have exhausted themselves a little bit more for this to to work better or or is it really just the frequencies themselves will do everything you need I think the frequencies will do pretty much everything you need. Um, I'm not a doctor. I don't have a, an MD or anything like that. Um, so, you know, as far as the nutritional value goes, I, I see a nutritionalist for, for my nutrition, um, you know, and, and other, other doctors for that kind of work. Um, but I experiment with this stuff on my own, and it seems to work very, very well uh, using, you know, the the frequencies that I come up with and the conglomerations of frequencies, um, and it seems you know it's a combination of everything really. I mean, if you know if you were gonna listen to tones, then for sleeping purposes, uh, you know you'd most likely go into headphones or in a Bluetooth speaker, uh, you know somewhere next to your bed or whatever, and have it very low, um, and then you know it just 
your brain, whether you're sleeping, when you're sleeping, I should say, um, you know, your brain wants to sync to your environment at all times. So it's going to hear that, you know, three or four hertz, and it's going to come down to that three or four hertz. Right now, you know, we're conversing, we're looking at computers, so on and so forth, and our brains are probably running 13 to 15 hertz, right? And so when you sleep, it comes way down, you know, to that, that four to three to two hertz, depending on your level of sleep. I know a couple of people with uh, with uh, tendencies to have bouts of insomnia. I really hope that things like this would be able to be on their uh, their list of things to try. And I and I got to apologize. I mispronounced tones uh, in the beginning of the sh of the show because of the it's um it, it's spelling. We hadn't talked about it yet, but I have it over here up on the screen, and it has its own page on tobywrightmusic.com which is in the the episode description tonight so i hope people are able to go over there and just read a little bit about what you've created are you still creating new uh new tracks or do you think that after all the years of doing this there's there's no really new ways of reinventing the combinations of frequencies that you've already made and it just is what it is or is this something that you're always going to be expanding on I think this is something I'll always be expanding on, um, you know, and testing and making and tweaking, right? Because, you know, it's the, say it's those 36 frequencies and I can adjust them to get different results. That I know. So it's a matter of just tweaking all of them and I keep making new ones and improving on them all the time, um, you know, and just for myself to check out and then I, you know, pass along to my friends and so on and so forth. And, you know, it seems to be having a really good effect on a lot of people. So oh. I'm, I'm very happy and proud of that. I, I would love to jump in myself. Uh, I, I don't know where, where I would get out of it. Um, my biggest, my biggest fear though, Toby, I got to tell you is um, dreamland is a very odd, confusing place for me. And I often, okay. I wish I wasn't a dreamer because my they're, they're always so uh, not necessarily nightmares, but just they're not restful. They're just they're just crazy. Do you know anybody who has actually had uh, bad dreams or I, I, I don't know. Can you overcome that by going beyond the dream state and keep people away from doing it? Because I would love to have some dreamless sleeps some nights. Wow. Um, well, I'm not quite sure how to answer that because I have the same dream every night. Oh, um, <laughs> well, that's, is it a good and one? I, and I have. It is it is actually about this technology, um, and that's how I created it, actually. Um, it's a, an involved story, but it, um, I do have the same dream every night, and it's, it's very interesting that I was able to create what I heard in my dream. I have a very good tonal memory. Um, and so that's a, that allows me to do what I do, you know, in the in the studio, guitars and you know vocals and things like that for you know all, all that kind of work. Um, and so when I had this dream, I heard these tonalities in my dream. I didn't know what it was at the time, um, but once I I did all my research and I put the stuff together and I and I actually mixed it in that certain way, it became clear that that's what it was. And so. It, it, that's a very interesting, you know, thing for me because I still have that dream every night. Wow! Um, and it, it progressed into uh, into light and so on and so forth and a few other things that, um, you know, I'm I'm seeking help with uh, for the technology side at the moment. Wow! That that is that is interesting. I I love stories of 
ideas and visions that that come through dreams and actually become real things and uh and obviously it's, it's something that is not you're not done developing by any means whatsoever i have a couple of questions that have come in from the audience two dogs mike d okay. just said i can't help but wonder about the recording of silent lucidity since you said he worked with queensreich a technical band with a song about dream control but he said he didn't get into it until about 2007 though uh, any uh, any link between the, the work that you've done with some bands and and what you're doing what you're doing now? Mm, not really. Um, you know, a whole a bunch of the musicians that I've worked with have tried tomes, um, especially some of the you know ear, nose, and throat stuff that I have uh, for singers and and stuff. And 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 people have tried it for sleeping and you know and control. Um, the, I know the silent lucidity thing. Um, it is very interesting, but I wish I had worked with them on that record. I, I worked with them on the Here and Now Frontier, so they were past that one at that point. Um, but you know, that was a lot of fun too. Well, you have you've had a uh, just from what was in your bio and it, just an incredible run that continues with amazing bands. I, I've owned albums for almost all of the bands that are in your bio, um, so I don't think that you you necessarily have memories that aren't fond of it all but what's your if you can say that your your favorite session your favorite recording session your favorite artist to work with for whatever reasons is there one that stands out above everything else no um different experiences you know Alice in Chains was uh, was a whole bunch of different experiences, which you know taught me invaluable lessons. Um, you know the the same thing with Corn, uh, same thing with like Chris Whitley, and you know it's just different different clients and different musical uh, environments breed a lot of different. You know I kind of do a chameleon thing. You know like I'll when I come into the Metallica camp or when they came into the Alice camp or Primus camp or something. You know just kind of wanted to be a fly on the wall for a little bit and absorb how all these guys interacted together, you know, and then try and blend in as, as part of the band or part of the music making process, um, you know, to help get the best out of them that was, that we could for the moment given. Mm, mm. And that's kind of how I do my thing, you know, consummate professional don't need to be part of the drama. That's it. Well, well, here's another one. Corn. Uh, <laughs> we have a we have a corn fan that just wrote in and said too. Said Frank, can you please ask Toby about his experience working with Corn on the uh, on their biggest album, Follow the Leader, and Limp Biscuits' three dollar bill. Any chance of working with those bands ever again? Uh, that's up to them. But um, yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't work on three dollar bill. Um, I wish I had because it was an awesome record. Uh, but I did work with Fred uh, when it came to uh, a song called, uh, was it Family Values, I think, on the Follow the Leader, um, where he and Jonathan were into some battle rap at the time. And so that was kind of funny. And, uh, you know, that's I got to meet Fred and work with him on that, which was awesome. That's <laughs> tremendous. See, th those, are, those must be... Uh... Great, uh, great things to think about, especially all these years later. Um, now, because now we're in a, we're in the the phase where a lot of these bands are getting together for huge reunion tours and uh, and all. I saw Limp Bizkit right. doing some stuff together again. But um, 
Oh man, there's just there's so much here, and I ultimately I'd love to have you back on sometime, Toby, especially when my brother is on, and we can do some we can do some more music talk. But this uh, this talk about frequency, yes, yeah, it would be the frequency stuff is otherworldly, and it's um in as a, as a species, I think that we're really just clawing for things that make sense, and it makes sense mm-hmm. to me that we are. Above all things, the human body is a is a broadcast unit. We receive and we are constantly broadcasting. I think the problem here, and maybe some of your final thoughts can be on this, is that we are always unconsciously doing these things, that we're always unconsciously receiving and unconsciously putting things out there, not understanding what kind of responsibility we have to the process of being this electromagnetic uh, you know, radio antenna, a, car, a carbon-based mm-hmm. radio antenna here. What would you say about the, the need for human consciousness to be, come a little bit more in tune and, uh, and, and, and how that would really lead us to better results down the, the road as a species? Uh, I would say please. <laughs> please, let's do that. Uh, because... <laughs> Because, you know, right now it just seems to be going willy-nilly and it's just going the opposite direction that I think, you know, it, it needs to go. I'm, I'm a big humanitarian, um, and I, I love most humans. But it's a matter, I think, you know, we do a lot of things because of peer pressure. We do a lot of things because they're convenient. Uh, we have a cell phone because it's convenient, though it's, you know, the biggest, probably one of the biggest uh, health concerns in my house. Um, you know, because of the EMF and the radio frequencies that it puts out. And, you know, I know a lot about all of that kind of stuff. So I try to, you know, uh, shield myself, if you will. You know, I don't wear a tinfoil hat or any of that kind of silly stuff. But at the same time, you need to shield, you know, learn learn about it and definitely shield yourself when you can from, you know, especially when you're sleeping. Uh, And it's very important that you know your brain doesn't get inundated with all of this stuff with you know all the processed foods and all the this stuff that has become uh what's the word i want to use just easy you know what i mean we go to the grocery store and we pick up this and pick up that and then out the door we go where we could have grown those things and they could be a lot healthier um you know because you don't know where that tomato has been you don't know where that head of lettuce was grown you don't know anything about it really um you know but if you grow it yourself obviously you know where it's been and where it's you know the next place is going to go right so uh, just my final thoughts i guess more humanitarianism i think would be a wonderful thing and you know using uh sound and frequency has been around for you know like i said a couple hundred years now and and i think that we should get back to things like that to you know really discover where our roots were i think that'll help a lot in the end and I would say, in a nutshell, don't live life on autopilot anymore. Amen, brother. There that, you go. that would be it, you know. You got to get out and, and do some stuff. And, you know, that's just too easy for people these days. It's a one-button society, as we know, and people are very, very impatient. Uh, and it's, you know, I think that's part of our downfall, you know. 
Well, Toby, this has been a a real honor to, to talk with you. It was worth the wait because it's been months and months in the in the in the making. And I and I'm I'm looking forward to the second time you come back because I know that I'm going to get a ton of email on this. And I hope that people go to your website and and take a look at your work and uh, and get in on all of the sound frequency work that you are involved in. And uh, I want to hear about that. I want to hear how the audience has responded to that in the coming weeks and months and years. But uh, thank. Thank you for the time tonight, Absolutely. my friend. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug before we go? Um, just tomes.com and Toby Wright Music. You can reach me at toby at tomes.com, which will be in the in the comments, right? Or in the description. And uh, you could also um, reach me at tobywrightmusic.com. Toby at Toby Wright Music. Yes, yes. T Tomes, everybody, is spelled T-A-U-M-M-H-O-M-S.com. So I, I know that that's, uh, you know, the, that is going to throw everybody for a loop, the spelling. So just remember this. Go to TobyWrightMusic.com. The link is in the description of the episode. And from there, Tomes is on the nav bar up top. So you can just click right there and get around the whole uh, the need to, to be a, a spelling whiz. And that's that. Right. <laughs> All right, Toby. Have a wonderful yes. night. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Frank. I really appreciate being here. Thank Peace. You. Have a good one. Thank you, you too. All right. So, Toby Wright, a wonderful time I just had. I can't wait to hear what you guys and gals think. We have a little bit of uh, a little something else that we can jump to. Some classic, quite frankly, on the other end of the intermission. We'll be getting to that in a GIF. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Music is frequency program. Music is frequency. What frequency are you being fed? If I play with those frequencies, right, I can target certain parts of the mind, target the frequency to go to certain parts of the mind, and I can literally, if I want you to ask to project, or if I want you to go to sleep, or if I want you to go into a meditative state, I can make my music do that. The brain processes information electrically. It communicates with the cellular structure electrically, and it operates within a certain band of frequency. If you can broadcast frequencies carrying information, this, this technology has long been known, carrying information and perceptions within the frequency that, that the brain decodes information, the brain will decode those frequencies and will have those perceptions. You can externally influence people's perceptions externally by broadcasting these frequencies that, that we interact with because we are antenna. The sad reality is that where we now play our music is in A4 form. Where did that come from? It used to be 417. A440 came in with the Roman Catholic Church. They suppressed the frequencies. They lost somehow the 152 of the best Gregorian chants, including the hymn to St. John the Baptist, which we've now recovered. That that particular hymn was what triggered Dr. Paleo's investigation, looking for those frequencies of vibration by which the music was played. It was known as the most uplifting hymn of the all the ages, the most spiritually uplifting hymn, hymn to St. John the Baptist, was played to six tones. These are those six tones. These are those six frequencies. And so 
the A440 is what now is the standard tuning. If you go A439, you're closer to one of the creator's tones. If you go A441, you're closer to one of the creator's original tones. That's how precisely it has been manipulated. To do what? To shut down the 95% of your brain, particularly the right brain that operates the heart-mind for the divine human community. Some decades ago, there was a guy who worked out the frequencies of different emotional states. This is long ago. I mean, it's very, very sophisticated now. So every thought, every emotional response is a frequency. It, it generates a frequency and it is of, of itself a frequency. Hate is a frequency and it's different to love. You know, when you are in a, in a room and there's lots of aggression and conflict and hatred, you feel it. What do people say? Oh God, you can cut the atmosphere with a knife in there. That is because the frequencies of hate and conflict have been so generated, they have changed the electromagnetic field of the room. When you go driving your car, and your channel on the radio is tuned to a station and you're grooving to the music. You love that music. As you get farther and farther away from the broadcasting tower, that music gets static. You start to lose the signal from the clear channel, broadcast, and it gets staticky. When it gets staticky, you get a little annoyed. But you want to listen to it. You really have a heart for that music. So you continue to listen to it for another 10, 15 miles, and suddenly it becomes so annoying that you just get disgusted, you go, ah, and you shut it off. And if you continue to listen to it, you get sick. That's what we're talking about here. Except you don't even know that you've been listening to the static your whole life. You don't even know what the true resonant frequency is because it has been kept now, of course, to really be effective, we need to use the proper words and phrases, scientifically selected. But that gives you the basic idea. We embed messages just below the threshold of perception, so they can go directly into the subconscious. They can play across a community these frequencies without anyone knowing, and it starts to have an effect, and it starts to build, build rage, it starts to build anger and people might not realize why they're feeling it, they start feeling. And then what they do is they, they trigger that with an event, maybe a, you know, some guy is attacked by the police or something, or somebody's a, arrested for something they didn't commit. And now the, there's the trigger. The blue touch paper's been lit of this manufactured frequency-driven rage, and you have mass riots and what have you, and people do things that they wouldn't normally do. So in other words, the master composer master conductor of the Universal Orchestra is singing love songs in 528, uplifting everything simultaneously. And we're the only species out of tune and accepting static for the clear channel. Do you know that the American military, they've admitted this, they have technology that fires frequencies at the enemy that basically breaks the enemy's spirit, so they, they, they give up and um, put their weapons down. This is the technology we're dealing with.
Welcome to intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly, with Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? I love this this hymn. It's the harmonies. It's just the sound. And then, of course, you you go into the lyrics. And this is my favorite. This is my favorite Russian Orthodox hymn. And it brings me into almost like a. Sp- spiritual oasis because it's it's just something that's it it goes above the human the humanness the temporary physical humanness that we have to deal with every day and it brings you somewhere else and that is just majestic just majestic same thing I get when I listen to like hymn of the cherubim and Things like that. But, you know, if you've ever experienced those moments of harmony, that's just what it is. It's the locking of... You, you hear it and you know that it just resonates and it's good and it's pure. And um, it's whether you're listening to a church choir or if you're vocalizing with a baby. You know how happy uh, it makes Aurora when she feels the harmony of our voices now. She's getting to that where she'll, like, hold a note. And then I'll, I'll jump in with her and I'll harmonize and you just, just feel all of a sudden it locks. 
and there is that that almost like a buzz that goes into the room and especially if you're the one that is that's vocalizing it it, it enters into your your body even more because it's, it's like a direct line it's like putting your hand onto the uh the railing of the of the locomotive there you can actually just feel the vibration so it's nuts i mean she doesn't know aurora doesn't know what that is just yet she just knows that there's a, a locking that's happening there. And with that, I can totally conceive of how sound regulates the brain and therefore helps regulate happier biochemistry. And from there, I can see how happy biochemistry can support happier bodily function right down to a cellular level. So I may not have all the technical or uh, the technical answers or whatever, but... Um, and perhaps I've even missed a few things along the way, but if you pay attention to the body and the mind enough, see you'll see how things like this can actually kind of make more natural sense than popping pills all day. So, I don't know. Frequency is just something that's often overlooked because you can't see it. And you don't start realizing how vitally important it actually is to understand until you come across um, or you come to grips with the fact that human beings are primarily individual broadcast units and from there, group collective broadcast units. Receptors, of course. Receptors, of course. The, the controllers, the masters of the game right now, they love the fact that we receive and we broadcast, they just don't want us to do it consciously. That's what I was saying with Toby. There's an unconscious, there's an unconsciousness here. It's probably why the initiated, those who are in the, the, the secret societies and, and the, the power brokers of the world, they refer to us as the dead because we are utterly unconscious. And if you think that you're immune to it, you're not. You're not, because even if you can you can see a, a scheme or smell a uh, a plot a mile away, it doesn't mean that you don't have to live with it, and it doesn't mean that you are completely impervious. Because we're all we're all wired, we're all wired in in ways that we can't overcome sometimes. But the receptors, receptors of energy. If you're in a room with this music, or if you have it in a good pair of headphones and you're still you just let it flow through you i don't know how you just don't i don't know how you don't feel that humming energy tap you like a tuning fork i don't know how you don't feel it there's a buzz but aside from reception we are constantly broadcasting too and our biggest problem as a species that we are is that we're unconsciously broadcasting which is why we discuss almost every night almost every night on this show we talk about the media when we discuss the media yeah we we might start off with one of those superficial oh my god this is all nonsense kind of a stories but it's just an open door into something else that's why when we discuss almost night the media is so effective in triggering our focused intent as a group of people into creating realities that do not that do not serve us so, there we have it. 
Uh, I want to go into some super chats before we go and revisit a classic now. This was written and published by, quite frankly, writer John Carroll, May 22nd, 2020. The headline is The Harmonic Ignition of the Universe, Tesla, Vibration, and the Pyramids. It's a great piece. We'll get to that in a second. First one up is Palador Veyros. Says, hey, Frank, just received my card, silver and chocolate. So beautiful. Thank you. That's one of our raffle winners from December. I also would like to remind everybody, um, if you sent a Christmas card to the show, to the, the P.O. box over the last few weeks, please allow another week or so to go by. Uh, a lot came in, but Lauren has really started making headway with making out the cards and the and the uh, the return addresses. We started doing a lot of that. We actually have to order more Christmas cards so that we can keep replying to people. I, of course, then have to go and write something on every last one and, and all of that. So it's going to take a little bit of time. But we haven't forgotten about you, and we're very grateful. Just letting you all know. Napkin. An hour ago, says, Hi, Frank, I'm sure you've seen how McCarthy has now failed the vote 11 times. Oh, I didn't know what an 11th happened. But did you see how Chuck Schumer tried to get Nick... Nick Slaw Bunnies? Who the hell is Nick Slaw Bunnies? Chuck Schumer tried to get Nick Slaw Bunnies in to replace him. He's a representative from Jefferson, California. Slaw Bunnies, these nuts... Haha, <laughs> got him. I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah, I saw a lot of rumors about, you know, well, they're trying to make deals with the Democrats to get to get him in. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure there's a deal to be made. I'm sure there is. KT Sky D says, I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Oh, go on, you. Made Eddie Valiant blush. All right, over there. Thank you, everybody that's watching on Rockfin. We have a, f a little bit of activity over on the Rumble. Thank you for those Rumble rants in the middle of the show. Citizen Chuck says, awesome guest, Frank. Have you considered hosting a music appreciation class? Music appreciation Thursdays, maybe. Well, I love music-related um, music topics. I love the idea of performance art-related topics. That, that, that goes right into my affinity for talking and appreciate, appreciating culture and our, our hopes to be part of any kind of a Western culture, Western culture renaissance. But I even enjoy cultures and learning about, learning about people and civilizations outside of the, outside of the West. So by all means, I, another reason why I would love to encourage people to go onto the forum, the the free forum on quitefrankly.tv, sign up and start making threads there. I would love to see topics like that pop up that can be potentially converted into a nightly nightly discussion topic. And we've got plenty of cool things coming up already, but we can always, I love stockpiling things. A lot less stress on me to know that we have a rich, rich bank of things to go to. We always will, I I suppose, but... All right, on to Pilled. 
to Foxnoll, Foxhole, Foxnoll. This is from Switch Rods. It's geoengineering, bioweapons, COVID psyop, and bioattack, all DOD. Partners, Cucks, partners with the WEF, their owners, 5G. I don't know if that was a sentence or... I guess the point is that they're all connected, I guess. Pam Dye. Thank you so much, Pam Dye. Or Pam D. Deity. D-I-E. D-E-I. Chai Possum, thank you for the cookie. Boys Blanc, thank you. Robert Sarn says, are you familiar with the Brunson case slated for review in the Supreme Court tomorrow? Uh, yeah, yeah, we went through that. We went through that. I forgot what night we went through that. We read a little something, and then I think we talked about it with Chris Ann. It may have been Chris Ann or somebody else. I'm not... No, 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 it was... It was um, PCP. It was Black Conservative Patriot who was on with us. We talked about that in December. So, yeah, I know that's tomorrow, but let's be honest. It's probably not going to go anywhere. But if it's going to go somewhere, it's in the right place. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. I, if it does go somewhere, it'll definitely be overshadowed by all of the wailing. All of the wailing over the, the second the second anniversary of the, the worst thing to ever happen to the country. <laughs> January 6th. I'm sure. There's going to be wreaths around every tree tomorrow. Wreaths around every tree. Wreaths around every tree, and above every wreath, there is going to be a Ukrainian flag, a fresh one, because especially all the soccer moms in Rye, New York, that have all the Ukrainian flags out there, it's becoming sun-bleached. You don't even know what the colors are anymore. You just know that it used to be a two-tone flag. So they'll put out the wreath for January 6th, then they'll put out the brand new yellow and blue, and then above that will be the gay flag. Let's see, and Chai Possum says, Great guest, Frank. Thank you, Toby. Thank you, Chai Blossom. Possum. There you have. All right, 914-595-6953. I'd like to see what some people have to say about tonight. If they've made any... Have you at home ever had success through uh, either sound or light therapy, Royal Rife, any of the modern PEMF machines. I'll, I'll be honest, I have been in the market for one for a while. I have a, a good friend, actually my uh, my friend Victoria from Apex Water. She uh, deals in PEMF machines as well. And it's, it's not her, it's just a very expensive machine to own. Very expensive machine. If you're getting yourself a brand new machine For the same price, you can probably buy three small new new uh, uh, three small used cars. That's how how expensive some of them are. They're, they float around ten to fifteen thousand dollars, and a smaller machine used is usually still hovering around twenty five hundred dollars to three thousand dollars. Small used machines usually are. So the PEM and that is of course what has now progressed since Royal Rife. The, the updated one. So I, I'm a believer in the technology. I want to use it a little bit more. But it's it's a, it's a lot of money. I hope they have layaway somewhere. Hey, Wayne. What's going on, Wayne, from South Carolina? Hello there. I just... 
I, I just sent you an email that has a, a tone generator on the um, on the computer. Okay. And it has all the charts for the frequencies for the healing. It's alphabetical, so you ch- you check it. I put it all in the same same email for you because I have used it from time to time, and it's great. Um, I haven't used it lately, but um, but it's very good. But um, if you have any questions on it, you know, just just give me a buzz on that. Well, well, uh, well, first of all, Wayne, it's great to hear from you again because I mean, you you usually email the show, no stranger to right. the email box, but I haven't heard from you in a long time, so it's good to hear your voice. But let me ask you, uh, when you have used these, you've combined these frequencies to um, to to soothe you in one way or another. What were you, if you don't mind my asking, what were you using the heal uh, the frequencies to address? Uh, nothing in particular, just just sort of calmness. I guess I didn't have any de- disease or anything that I was trying to 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 get. Um, and 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 I'm not sure how how you could combine some of some of these frequencies. You can look at the chart and see because there's in other, in other words, if you have something for sore throat, let's say. Um, there's a there's a bunch of frequencies there that you can try it out whichever one works for you at that frequency, and the tone generator I sent in the same email um, is where you just put the frequency in it and it, it sounds it through the, the computer. It's it's funny uh, Wayne because I just clicked on the link for the frequency database that you sent me and the first thing that yep. came up because I, I just said hey, you know I'm just going to go to to letter C first thing that popped up was chlamydia they got <laughs> <laughs> so, the first thing that popped up is chlamydia and uh, and yeah I see them I see all the these okay I have to look into this yeah, there, there are lots of rice is over on the right hand side I use the rice mostly I, the others I didn't I just discounted chip card I use the, okay the, the, and and uh, there's there's some instructions in in that too there's also uh, if, if you need any more information I have one more site but but I use three, these two sites the generator to get the sound and um and find the frequency that I wanted, but as I say, I didn't have anything particular that I did use the 528, and I did use the the, the 432. Now, what 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 I think I think Tony Toby was was talking about with the frequencies is the 432 is A above middle C on the piano. Yes. And I, the, I, I, and the keys the keys are great. Uh, uh, the frequency to the keys then increase up and decrease down from that point. But that is the general sequence, sequency. And for everybody at home, should know that Wayne is a pianist and a in uh, a, a music. Uh, you're you're a music director in your in, in your town for a local theater group. It, uh, well, yeah, I resigned from that. I was there 35 years, and that was enough. Um, <laughs> I, I like to do it, but just the rehearsals were a problem. Okay. But no, I, I still I still um, I do, I play at a Lutheran church. I do the organ there, but but um, but other other than that, I've I just sort of eased up on everything. Well, I I appreciate your call, Wayne, and I'm going to share these links around right now. I hope you have a wonderful New Year. Okay, do and you, same to you and Lauren and Aurora. Thank you okay? so much. Wayne was so nice. He he even uh, he even wrote Aurora a small song. He had the 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 composition and and the 
it, it was a it was a beautiful thing, and I sent it over to my father and my brother. And I think they were they were going to record it because he sent over the music and and everything. But what I'm looking at over here is pretty easy. If you guys want to plug it in at home, it's healingfrequency.com. Healingfrequency.com, and that's that's where they have all of the frequencies published. Now, as far as how to layer these in, and and um, and and how long and intervals and all that, I had to look into that. I don't know. They though I see application here for some of these. Here's one for application. What is this for? This is for colitis, concentration disturbances, day one. However many applications, day two, how many applications to day five. So there's a lot in there. Healingfrequency.com. I'll keep this for, for later on and take a look at it when I go home. But um, definitely go check out what Toby is doing. I'm going to be looking into that a little bit more myself. All right. All right. Let's take some more calls. Dead man talking. How you doing? Doing well. A fascinating guest. And I have used uh, sound frequencies for... A nerve pain condition I have. Oh, okay. this is left over from when I was dead. <laughs> um, I have a, a nerve pain condition called thalamic pain syndrome. It's from the, the right side of my thalamus has scar tissue on it from my brain surgery. Uh, and so the further left you go on my body, it feels more like frostbite. Oh. And using one Christmas, using Gregorian chants, I was like, wait, this feels better. So, so you've seen that now. I mean, once you see something like that, once you feel a difference in something like that, do you have you kept up with that, or do you um, have you fallen off? I've fallen off from time to time, and then I get reminded about it. Like, I just tuning into your show tonight. I was like, I have to revisit this. I pulled up um, Toby's website, and I'm going to be on there. So, so let me. Uh, here's another thing. As someone who has already gone through the process of of trying this out and seeing that it has helped you in some way where other things have not, uh, unlike the unlike if you if you were to take a, a, a you know Tylenol or something like that every day to to treat some kind of an inflammatory situation in your joints or, or, uh, or something else that's causing you discomfort. And, you know, that's something that you build a tolerance to pretty quick. And then all, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're popping eight Tylenol when it comes to the frequency. Did you find that over the time that you were using it, that, uh, you would have to use it longer and longer for it to become effective? Like, did you become, did the, uh, did you start becoming more resilient to the, the, the frequency being applied to your injury, or was it always just as effective as any other time you did it? It always seems to be as effective. Like you said, when like, singing with Aurora, like you falling into that resonance, the, those frequencies, it's kind of instantaneous. You just feel it. Mm. Well, I, a dead man talking. It's been a long time since you called in. Uh, I'm glad you're still alive and you're still talking. When you call in, in there. <laughs> you let, I know because I remember that call. You told us how you know catastrophic all the stuff you've been through is, and um, and, and you're building yourself back up. I would love to hear from you again uh, sometime soon if you do jump back into, especially the work that Toby uh, has prepared on his website. But anything in this field, l let us know how your progress is now that you're starting from uh, the square one again. 
Will do. And thanks for keeping on with your show. It really, it, there's nights where, like, I just feel like you remind me of one of my cousins. So, like, when I'm watching you, my girlfriend laughs at me. She's like, you're going to fall asleep. And I'm like, yeah, because he feels like family. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I'm happy. I, I have no problem with putting people to sleep every night. No problem whatsoever. And yeah, she just said that time, you're going to be out in a few minutes. And I'm like, no, this guest is fascinating. You should be watching. <laughs> but I appreciate your show, and I will be on your guest's website, and I will be re- revisiting his um, all the, the, the Gregorian chants, that Russian chant you just had up. Yes, absolutely. And, and yeah, because s- there's nothing else they can do for me medically. Medical science has no answer for thalamic pain syndrome other than knocking me unconscious. Yeah, you don't want that. Can't do anything when you're asleep. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't. There's, there's nothing there, man. And, and but please, have yourself a relaxing night and send my best to the girlfriend as well. I will do. All Thank right. you, sir. Take care. Be well. Be well. Yeah. The, um, the Russian Orthodox hymn that is "Alleluia." Behold the bridegroom. Behold the bridegroom. The bridegroom, of course, being Jesus Christ. I think it's just gorgeous. I think that 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 progression is just so gorgeous. I don't even need to know what what it's about. Knowing what it's about always makes it better, like I said before, but it's it's something else. Let's take one more call. Uh, 816, you're on the air. Who's this? 816? Hello? It's Frank. Yo, who's this? How are you? It's Rhonda. Who? Rhonda? Rhonda, are you on a speakerphone? Uh, how's that? Oh, a lot better. Everybody, please, no speakerphone. Go right ahead, Rhonda. It's great to hear you. Thank you. Um, good, inexpensive frequency generators. If you go to spooky2.com, you can get some for 100 bucks a piece. Um, you can get other ones that you can do your own blood scans on. But they kind of combine Rife technology with uh, Tesla technology. You can do it. You can treat yourself remotely by putting your fingernail in a little remote cup. And the good thing about these is it's the the uh, software is all free. All you got to do is buy the hardware and the software to run the thing. There's over 50,000 frequencies in there. Every time they come up with new frequencies, you can go to the uh, website and download the new software program it's all free the software is all free well Rhonda I know a lot of people pay mm-hmm. I, I, I gotta say you know uh, obviously if I don't have to pay seventeen thousand dollars for a brand new machine I would love to not do that uh, it's so but on the other hand when you're talking about prices like one hundred dollars I start thinking myself mm-hmm. I start thinking of cheap tattoos I also start thinking, mm-hmm. you know, I also start thinking the first thing I thought about was the time machine that uh that uh, that 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 they bought on uh, Napoleon Dynamite where it was an obvious scam a scam and they just like shocked their their balls. Um it, 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 do you know anybody that's actually had any any success with these uh I don't know, these very greatly yes. discounted yes. ones? Yes, I I've, I've been using them for like 5 years now. And I could tell you some stories. You don't have enough time. Wow. Um, the reason I really like these is because they're inexpensive. They're, they're not trying to make a lot of money. They're trying to get the technology out there. 
And uh, I know sometimes you can pay, like you said, ten, fifteen thousand dollars for just one generator, and then you have to go find the frequencies, you know, and buy frequencies. They give you frequencies. Uh, a friend of mine, me and uh, a guy we was in the guard with, he had uh, multiple melanoma. They told him he had six months to live last February. We've been running programs on him. Just here this last month, he went to the doctor. And his doctor said that his leg never looks never looks so good. That's it's, just one story. Well, that I mean, I, and that's just a hundred dollar generators. That's for a hundred dollars. So pretty much, they're, they're they've just been reduced in some respects to to applications on cell phones. Yeah, uh, you can get a, a more expensive one that you can do your own blood scans on. It's got little plates, and you can just kind of put your blood in there. I try to do a blood scan on myself once a week or every ten days or so. Jeez, I didn't know. I, your body's always changing. I had no clue. But, uh, and, and what that can give you like a, a full yeah. a full panel of of like the, the the mineral and vitamin content and your your hemoglobin and all that stuff just at home. Yep, you can give yourself vitamins, oxygen. I even tested the oxygen on myself one time. I got one of those little things you put on your finger to measure your oxygen and. Oh, well, yeah, you can get that level. anywhere, yeah. And so I just wanted to see, you know, if it worked. So I just put oxygen on the, on the uh, loaded it on the machine, and um, my oxygen went from like 97 to 100. <laughs> and uh, But what I really like about these generators, because I like to be on the move a lot, and some of them you got to be attached to, mm-hmm. and I just, they come with little remote cups, you can get to hook to the generator. That's the Tesla tech technology, the scalar technology. Um, and you just put your fingernail in there because it's got your DNA in there, your, in your fingernail. And no matter where you're at in the world, it'll hit you instantaneously. Where are you at in the world? So it, it doesn't matter if you're on the other side of the planet. Uh, it, it's going to right. it's going to work on you. That's right. She, okay, wow. All right, well, Rhonda, that's yeah. that's really interesting stuff to 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 think about. I can't wait to hear some of the responses to that. And uh, email the show if you have anything else that you want to share. Links and and thanks for the call tonight. Thank you, Frank. All right, there you go. Call mm-hmm. from Rhonda. Um, I want to do a really quick run through here since we brought up Tesla. Now, it's a short it's a short thing. It's the, you know it, it'll, it'll pick, take up the perfect amount of time, and I think it's a great thing to just throw into the mix for the rest of the evening. Um, but that's uh, I don't know. You know, I'm going to take one more call. Something tells me to just do it. Six oh nine, go ahead. Hey, six oh nine, you there? It's, yeah, I'm here, man. What's up? Who's this? Who's this? This is Adrian from Rise of Tire. Hey, what's going on, Adrian? What's your thoughts tonight? You got anything cool for me? Yeah, man. Uh, the last caller reminded me of this incredible device that a friend of mine has. So I met her through the uh, festival scene. She's like a certified sound healer. And she was given this device. There's only like 50 of them in the world that were made. And uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh they were made by uh, Bob Moog. You know who Bob Moog is? No. He makes the Moog keyboards. M-O-O-G. They're oh. like analog famous synthesizers. So 
he's a world famous synthesizer maker, and uh, his partner got the blueprints for this thing, and he downloaded them like in a in a vision, and apparently they came from like extra dimensional uh, forces, and like he built this, and it's like a sound healer, and it's uh this thing is like a pyramid, and the top of it is like a crystal, and this whole thing is like this quantum Tesla device, and it, you sit in the room with it, and it heals you. It's incredible. I sat in with it, and it like is is the is the you feel incredible. Is the pyramid uh, is the shape of the pyramid necessary for any other reason uh, or, or, uh, other than its recognizable? presence and because you know there is a very in 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 this uh, this piece i'm going to read real quickly through talks about how the pyramids of course every every chamber of the pyramid is tuned to one of these to one of these uh these 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 healing frequencies it definitely has something to do with it because it has to do with how the electrical circuitry sort of funnels up through the device it's very complicated i mean it's apparently it deals with like quantum technology it's crazy but it funnels it up, and it has this very specific crystal at the top, and it like that's where the the frequencies come out of, and they're healing frequencies. It's like super rare, the priceless. Well, only fifty in the world made, but Bob moved like definitely look up his work because he's he's a guru too. He's crazy. If you have anything, Adrian, that you got uh, in a link or that, that's easy to read through, send it on over about Bob Moog. And thank you for the call, my friend. Yeah, absolutely, brother. All right, there you go, Adrian from Rise Attire. You can hear, uh, you can check out Rise Attire stuff on the affiliates page. Actually, let's get into this. I'm not even going to go through a break. The harmonic ignition of the universe, Tesla vibration in the pyramids. And there's a quote, a very famous quote from Nikola Tesla: "If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration." Nikola Tesla believed our visible and physical world is shaped and directed by forces that are invisible and immaterial. But can we harness these intangible forces to build a new reality? Modern efforts to do so began by simply uh, simplifying Tesla's three named phenomenon of energy, frequency, and vibration into one, sound. The study of how sound affects matter is called somatics. First, we must understand the physical environment sound operates in. We, as physical beings, are mapped and coded with another invisible yet more abstract phenomena. It is a mathematical code that that sound uses to govern our bodies. This code is rooted in the Fibonacci sequence, a succession of numbers in which any particular number is the sum of the two numbers preceding it. You have probably seen this before in in your schooling or the Da Vinci Code. The ratio found within the sequence, 1.618, is known as the golden ratio, and it's the ratio that forms the basis of the code used to to, to control matter with sound. The golden ratio can be found in the dimensions of the human body and all the way down to each individual strand of DNA. In a 1988 study, the vibrational frequencies of the four DNA-based molecules were measured and translated into sounds. The measured frequencies were then scaled down to lower octaves so that they could be heard by the human ears and charted on a sheet music. Then, 
when this uh, music was played, the study noted that, quote, these particular DNA ratios originating in light are profoundly arresting to the ear. This first wakes, this first wakes up the nervous system, puts it on high alert. What follows in sound is then allowed to enter our psyches on a deep level. People report feelings of connectedness and familiarity, end quote. The study concluded that the four fundamental frequencies in DNA musically translate to the notes F-sharp, C-sharp, A, and D-sharp. It's interesting to note that light was used to make measurements possible. When the DNA was exposed to light, the frequencies resonated and could thus be measured. Based on this experiment, light activities uh, lack, light activates sound, and that sound controls matter through the mathematical code. Light, however, is only one of the keys to the ignition. These, this vibrational phenomenon extends far beyond DNA and occurs everywhere in nature, even among the non-living or inanimate. The very earth itself vibrates, as seen in the Schumann resonance. The earth resonates at 8 hertz as a result of, quote, electrical discharges of lightning within the cavity existing between the earth's surface and the ionosphere, end quote. One of the more consequential non-living entities affected by vibration is water, since it makes up 70% of the human body. Water resonates at 432 hertz, meaning that people who listen to music tuned to that frequency experience a similar peace of mind as in the study above. The hidden messages in the water, Professor uh, Masaru, uh, Masaru Emoto, we're talking about uh, uh, Dr. Emoto uh, before, I mentioned it quickly, learn that vibrations which control water can be activated by our words and our thoughts. In these exper the messages in the water, in these experiments, water molecules were exposed to positive and negative words, negative and positive images and music during the freezing process. The water subjected to positivity formed beautiful symmetric ice crystals, whereas the, negative, the negativity produced dull and shapeless ice crystals. So you go on the left, there's love and gratitude. On the right, you have You Make Me Sick. You see it's just formless and dingy and yellow. On the left over here, Mozart Symphony. And then, unfortunately, my beloved heavy metal music on the right. <laughs> Probably listening to Meshuggah right there. Plans, uh, plants were also spoken to positively and negatively and either flourished or withered over time, depending on which treatment they received. These experiments give a unique scientific insight into the power of the mind over the body and amplified meaning to the term positive vibes. Again, we must ask, can we harness these tangible forces to build a new reality? According to Dr. Royal Raymond Reif, the answer is yes. Dr. Reif discovered what he called the mortal oscillatory resonance to treat cancer in the 1930s. He found that by inducing the resonant frequencies of cancer cells, he could isolate them and make them explode, leaving all other cells unharmed. Somatics also seemed to have been exploited a long time ago in Egypt. Of all the dazzling geometric wonders in the Great Pyramid of Giza, what's unseen is just as profound. According to research by Al Leone, the chambers inside the Great Pyramid resonate at the same four frequencies of DNA, F-sharp, C-sharp, A, and D-sharp. The frequencies are subsonic and can't be heard by human ear, just as in the DNA experiments above. 
quote, these vibrations are caused by the wind blowing across the ends of the so-called shafts in the same way as sounds are created when one blows across the top of a, of a bottle, end quote. Interestingly, in a 2018 study found, uh, in a, 2000, uh, a 2018 study found that these chambers can also concentrate electromagnetic energy. To honest researchers, this is in conclusion, it's increasingly clear that the Great Pyramid was not a tomb, as many Egyptologists still profess. What were the chambers really used for? The whole pyramid complex at Giza may well be part of a larger star clock, but what purpose do the resonant frequencies and electromagnetism serve? If energy, frequency, and vibration truly work as a harmonic ignition of the universe, to what end do they do so? Tremendous questions. Wonderful pieces of well-sourced information, all there on QuiteFrankly.tv in the blog section. That was written by John Carroll, published on May 22nd of 2020. And I think that so many things that we talked about tonight were in that piece, which is a, a great way to, to end the show, culmination of the many things that were talked about tonight with the, the, the centerpiece of it all, a wonderful interview with Toby Wright. So, what do you think? I would love to get your thoughts, thoughts, experiences, all that stuff in the inboxes, either on Quite Frankly Podcast at gmail.com or Quite Frankly Podcast at protonmail.com. Love to hear it. Tomorrow night is Friday. I don't have anything, anything special planned right now. So, perhaps we do a segment of just added thoughts from all the shows that we had this week including tonight so go out there and enjoy the rest of your evening i will talk to you soon oh let me go through all the super chats make sure i don't forget anything n s chose says god frequency dream god's frequency dream i entered a dark space no floor or ceiling with stacks of hovering rectangles glowing magenta and there was an audible tuning fork frequency. God was present and repeated the simple message, you are surrounded by perfection. Wow. I would love some dreams like that. That'd be great. You know what I'm actually, uh, I would actually love, I would love a solid week of not being woken up completely startled by something that the fucking cat is doing. That would be great. You know, a mirror falling on my feet. Uh, the cat throwing up, running like thunder from one room to the next, tipping something else over, jumping up onto the window, falling down. I would just one week of that, and then we can tackle the dreams. Lila, in my home. All right, and where we have anything else over here? No, I think we're all caught up. I think we're all caught up. Oh, on Foxhole. On Foxhole, Switchrod says, sorry, WEF, DOD, DARPA, ARPA, BTO, PSYOP and ATT&CK, Speaker Circus, a, a distraction, a diversion. Well, I mean, it's just happening. But um, it's all a joke, one way or another. 123SKG says, you would enjoy uh, the Rakhinov Vespers. Rachmaninoff Vespers, all a cappella singing and chanting. Send me some links. And then finally, Switch Rod says, No fear, 
no fear. And then a bunch of, uh, a couple of Bible verses, chapters and verses. Thank you for everything, guys and gals. It's been wonderful hanging out with you tonight. I'm releasing the scratching over there on Foxhole. And tomorrow will be another evening that we can just relax with each other and put another bow on the first, is this the first week? Yeah, the first week of the new year. That's it. Tying it off tomorrow night. I hope that you're here with me, 7 o'clock, and that you're ready for a good time, no matter where the hell we go with it all. Talk to you soon, and thanks again, Toby Wright, and all the callers. Be back tomorrow. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, NH Cho, maybe Nachos? Palador Veros, Napkin, KT Sky D. Thank you to all my friends who have put in Rumble Rants tonight. Thanks to all my friends who are watching on Theta, on DLive, on Foxhole, on Twitch, on Rumble, on YouTube, and Rockfin. Tomorrow's another day. Thank you for tonight.